Hello there. Today I'd like to talk about hearing aids. This is a psychology report. It's a very important topic related to psychology as to whether you need a hearing aid or not. Have you given, have you given it consideration? Anybody ever recommended that you consider the use of a hearing aid or that you consult an audiologist? You know, if somebody has brought that to your attention, if they are assertive enough and brave enough to bring it to your attention, that probably right there answers the question, you need a hearing aid. But if nobody ever mentions it and it isn't brought up and it isn't kind of reflected on, you know, it probably is not noticeable and that's probably the answer. Maybe you don't. But hearing aids come in all sizes and shapes and colors and um, expense levels and very expensive ones that work very well under digital technology. And then those that are less expensive and, um, but still have advantage. So you have to consider whether you need one or not, and then obviously what the price range that you can either afford or that is sufficient for your particular hearing problem. Now, you know, we often think of hearing loss and the use of a hearing aid as something for older people. Well, that's simply not true. That's simply not true. It's true that older people often do have hearing aids because they have hearing problems. That's, that's also true. But 6 million people in the United States in the ages of 18 to 44 also need and use and utilize hearing aids. And a million school-aged children use hearing aids because of hearing loss. So it affects all age levels, actually. But uh, an older person is more pronounced. And therefore, uh, we often associate it with the elderly only because they uh, have severe hearing loss if they do. And then they act in such a manner that it brings attention to their loss of hearing and the difficulty of hearing. So think of it this way. It's all ages, all people, all colors, all races, all genders, doesn't matter. Hearing is a problem for all of us. And sometimes that hearing is excellent. Sometimes it's very, very poor. And many have it in between. So you have to kind of look at your own particular situation. Now, let me say this, that if you do need a hearing aid, if you do have hearing loss, you know, you better get it, because here's why. The longer you go without a hearing aid, if in fact you need one, you're creating brain damage within your own brain. The audiologic nerve that goes into the brain from the inner canal of the ear does not fire, does not function, does not stimulate the brain. And when the brain is not stimulated at all levels of decibels and hearing levels, then that brain becomes inactive and eventually dies, eventually becomes dysfunctional. And you become even more disabled and more deaf, if you will, and rely upon a hearing aid even greater. So the longer you go, the more likely you are creating your own damage to your own brain. So think of it as a brain damage issue. If you don't use one, when in fact you need one. Now, that's just one simple answer. But depression also is part of hearing loss. People who have hearing loss often socially retreat. It is uncomfortable to compete in a social society. Hard to hear, hard to interact, hard to discuss, hard to be around a table and talk with other people. So there's a tendency to socially isolate, to not go to social groups, not go to social events, stay away from concerts, stay away from 
symphonies, stay away from a lot of social events where uh, speech is uh, readily used, such as a play, a drama of some kind. So when you stay away from those kind of places, you increase your own loneliness, and therefore you increase your own depression. So without a hearing aid, if you do in fact need one, you create your own brain damage, and you create your own depression. Now, why would you want to do that to yourself? My answer to that is, don't, don't, don't do that to yourself, okay? Now, if you need a hearing aid, or if you are in a group of people that may need a hearing aid in the near future, take particular caution about your eating patterns and your diet patterns because it affects your hearing. So if you have any degree of difficulty with hearing or if you have a genetic background in your family of uh, hearing loss problems, you know, you may want to take into account issues of um, diet and healthy eating because that will help healthy hearing. For instance, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you you need to take omega-3 the fatty acids, omega-3. They're typically found in fish and salmon, tumen, tuna, you know, sardines, and uh, they strengthen the blood vessels in the inner ear. Those kinds of foods strengthen the, air, the blood vessels in the inner ear and prevent that brain damage that I was just talking about, but increase the chances of hearing. Number two, folic acid is another excellent source of protection for hearing loss. You know, sources would be like spinach and black-eyed peas and kidney beans and black beans and nuts of various kinds. So those are good things to have. Increase your folic acid. Number three, you want to increase your vitamin B12. Uh, That improves the flow of blood to the ears. Uh, Foods that are high in B12 include things like lean meat, dairy, eggs, clams, liver, fish. So... Put those in your diet. Vitamin C also helps boost the immune system and is plentiful in oranges and grapefruits and bell peppers, for instance. So vitamin C, vitamin B12, folic acid, omega-3, make sure they're part of your diet. Also vitamin E, vitamin E. That helps improve circulation and can be found in almonds and peanut butter and sunflower oil. What about vitamin D? It keeps the bones and tissues in the inner ear healthy. Good sources are fish and milk. You know, we often think of vitamin D as kind of for the legs and the arms to strengthen the bones of the main body. But, you know, you have very vital bones in your ear that contribute significantly to the actual act of hearing. So vitamin D is good for the bones of the ear just as in a sense it's good for your legs. What about zinc? Zinc is another nutrient that can help protect against age-related hearing loss be found in dark chocolate and oysters, for instance. I don't know if we eat a lot of oysters, but maybe eat uh, chocolate. But if you're going to eat chocolate, eat dark chocolate. And then magnesium. It prevents noise-induced uh, hearing loss and is found in bananas and potatoes and artichokes and broccoli. So magnesium is a good food to make sure you include in your diet. So when you eat, you know, kind of think of it as being for your heart and being for your brain but also being for your ear, your inner ear. And that affects your quality of hearing, which then affects the quality of life, which then affects the quality of your relationships, which then affects the quality of your impact upon other people and your relationship to them and your importance to them and and your influence upon them. So, you see, hearing 
the quality of hearing or the loss of hearing is an extremely important social factor. Now, if you're an isolate, if you live up in the mountains and you don't see people maybe once a month and uh, you don't socially interact and you're just really by yourself, you don't need a hearing aid. Why would you have a hearing aid? Nobody, there's nobody to listen to you and you, and you have no one to listen to. So the interaction is minimal. So in that sense, very little need of a hearing uh, device. Even if you live in the city, but you're isolated, you don't go anywhere. You just uh, remain isolated in your own home. Well, maybe you don't need a hearing aid. But if you're going to be out and you're going to be in, interactive in, in the world in which you live and you're going to interact with this world, learn and relate to people and have friendships and so on, you know, hearing aid may be an extremely important factor to your life at this time in your life. And uh, don't put it off if that's the case. So ask the people who love you. Ask the people who are close to you. Ask the people who know you. Ask the people who care about you. You know, ask them if they have ha trouble hearing you. And ask them if, if they struggle, you know, talking to you so that you will hear them. You know, if there's a kind of interactional uh, difficulty in, in conversation. And if they have trouble with you and when they speak to you and they, they trouble you hearing them, you know, they're telling you basically, you've come to the point where hearing aid is needed, go get one. Get one you can afford, get one that's good for you, get one that you can use, and maybe over time you can upgrade and get a better one. Hearing aids are often good for about four years because the technology improves and, and uh, you need to get an upgrade you know, on them. So it's an expensive proposition, by the way. You know, if you're uh, in, in the hearing aid uh, age group or a group of people that need them, uh, it's expensive. So you got to plan for that. you got to plan as part of your budget. And unfortunately, they're not covered under Medicare or any, any health insurance plan. But um, it's up to you. Make that decision and make sure that it's a one that's very vital and important to you. Okay? Well, nice to have you with me today on Psychology Report. I just want to bring to your attention one more time the Pregnancy Care Center of Fresno. They are in need of funds. They serve a population that's in a crisis situation because of an unwanted or unneeded or unexpected or untimely pregnancy. There are options out there. And they meet and they counsel with young men and women and help them think through the options and their choices and the, help them make it a, the right decision you know, as to how to handle that particular you know, pregnancy. And they do so in a very professional and uh, kind and considerate and compassionate manner. And they do so in the context of Christian faith. Now, there's a, Christian, there's a uh, pregnancy care center all over the country. And, uh, or sometimes they're called the crisis, crisis pregnancy centers. Every city, every major city has them. So uh, if you don't live in Fresno area and you're in a situation like this, seek out the center that's near you and utilize their services. But even if you don't need their services, send them a few bucks. They need some money to provide services. It's all voluntary, and it's, it's all based upon the income that they derive from gifts and donations. So uh, make sure that you are part of the donation system for a pregnancy care center in your area where you live. And uh, see if, they, if you want to be a volunteer or you want to be helpful to them, call them and check it out. It's a great service and a great need, and certainly this is the issue that is very, very foremost in our minds today, is to save the lives of young babies. Give them a chance to live. Give them a chance to 
thrive, give them a chance to be part of our society and a part of our world. So um, I recommend that you contact the uh, Crisis Pregnancy Center or the Pregnancy Care Center in your particular you know, community. Okay, nice to have you with me again today, and bye for now.